Today is the 13th of April, 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. Alleluia. He has risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas yesterday. Even in these strange times when most likely we actually weren't able to meet to worship together. And so I really want to say thank you to everyone for listening in. As collectively, though isolated, we all continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me say, what took you so long? But let me also explain that each episode followed a really simple pattern of a mixture of prayer, scripture and music. Don't forget you can download the script. There is a download button in the show notes. If you click the download button, you'll be able to download a copy of the PDF. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, again, the link to our giving page is in the show notes. Smash that giving page. Donate as much as you can. Please, 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 please. And I really want to say thank you to everyone who has been donating. Really do appreciate that as we move towards upgrading our equipment. And finally, if you'd like some more information about me or the podcast, head to rayborrett.co.uk. We always start each episode of Walking Away with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? From the darkness of the grave, blood poured out, a crown of thorns. Christ the Lord is risen. From the triumph that is won over the power of and fear of death, Christ the Lord is risen. Walking from the empty tomb, opening wide the gates of life, Christ the Lord is risen. Lord of life, you defeated death to show that we can rise from all that binds us to the world. Pride, envy, anger, fear, the debt of sin that holds us here. Christ the Lord is risen. Lord of life, you defeated death to demonstrate a love that is beyond our understanding that reaches out even to me, saving grace to all who hear. Christ the Lord is risen. Lord of life, we pray for all who bring your word of life as a light to those in the darkness, for those who bring your word of peace to those enslaved by fear, for those who bring your word of love to those in need of comfort. Lord of love and Lord of peace, Lord of resurrection and life, be known through our lives and through your power, because you, Christ the Lord, are risen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 4 and 5 That he was buried and that he was raised to life three days later, as is written in the Scriptures. For he appeared to Peter, and then to all twelve apostles. I wonder what Easter Monday felt like for those first disciples. I wonder if when they woke up on Monday it all felt like a bit of a dream. Did it really happen? After the earth-shattering experience of seeing Jesus alive again, I wonder if fear and doubt started to creep in. Maybe, actually maybe, they were probably so filled with joy and hope that doubt never got a look in. It's all hypothetical, of course, and we'll never know until we actually get to heaven and experience our own resurrection. But we do know that it turned the world upside down. In our verse today, Paul starts to describe those whom Jesus appeared to, Peter first and then the twelve apostles. Interesting, Paul says the twelve, but in theory may have been, should have been eleven, 
after Judas killed himself. But more than likely, he's including Matthias, who followed Jesus from the beginning, but wasn't chosen initially as an apostle. But that's just really a kind of a side thought. The reality is, that initial experience of the risen Jesus changed everything. It changed the world. Society today calls into doubt the actual resurrection of Jesus. It tells us that it never happened, and that it's all a dream and a fabrication and a bit of fantasy. But there can be no denying that the world has changed as a result of Easter. And that actually in itself is probably the best evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. As we move away from Easter on the tide of time, let's not lose a sense that something amazing and wonderful happened yesterday. And please, please, please don't let the world steal the power of the resurrection from you. It is the power of God unto salvation. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God before we get into our scriptures. And in our Bible readings today, we're going to read that Jesus describes himself as the bread of life.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Loving God, open our hearts and minds to the scriptures this morning that we would hear your truth and we would hear the words of Jesus and allow him to change our lives. We ask this in his name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Good News Translation and today we're reading John 6. After this, Jesus went across Lake Galilee, or Lake Tiberias as it is also called. A large crowd followed him because they had seen his miracles of healing the sick. Jesus went up a hill and sat down with the disciples. The time for the Passover festival was near. Jesus looked around and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, so he asked Philip, Where can we buy enough food to feed all these people? He said this to test Philip. Actually, he already knew what he would do. Philip answered, For everyone to have even a little, it would take more than two hundred silver coins to buy enough bread. Another one of the disciples, Andrew, who was Simon's Peter's brother, said, There is a boy here who has five loaves of barley bread and two fish, but they certainly will not be enough for all these people. Make the people sit down, Jesus told them. There was a lot of grass there. So all the people sat down. There were about five thousand men. Jesus took the bread gave thanks to God and distributed to the people who were sitting there. He did the same with a fish, and they had as much as they wanted. When they were all full, he said to the disciples, Gather the pieces left over, let us not waste a bit. So they gathered them all, and filled twelve baskets with the pieces left over from the five barley loaves which people had eaten. Seeing this miracle that Jesus had performed, the people there said, Surely this is the prophet who was to come into the world. Jesus knew that they were about to come and seize him in order to make him king by force. So he went off again to the hills by himself. When evening came, Jesus' disciples went down to the lake, got into a boat, and went back across the lake towards Capernaum. Night came on, and Jesus had still not come to them. By then a strong wind was blowing and stirring up the water. The disciples had rowed about three or four miles when they saw Jesus walking on the water, coming near the boat, and they were terrified. Don't be afraid, Jesus told them. It is I. Then they willingly took him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached land at the place that they were heading for. Next day, the crowd which had stayed on the other side of the lake realized that there had been only one boat there. They knew that Jesus had not gone with it with the disciples, but they had left without them. Other boats, which were from Tiberias, came to shore near the place where the crowd had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they got into those boats and went to Capernaum looking for him. When the people found Jesus on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Teacher, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I am telling you the truth. You are looking for me because you ate the bread and had all you wanted not because you understand my miracles. Do not work for food that spoils. Instead, work for the food that lasts for an eternal life. This is the food which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has put his mark of approval on him. So they asked him, What can we do in order to do what God wants us to do? Jesus answered, What God wants you to do is to believe in the one whom he sent. They replied, What miracle will you perform so that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? 
Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, just as the scripture says, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. I'm telling you the truth, Jesus said. What Moses gave you was not the bread from heaven. It is my Father who gives you the real bread from heaven. For the bread that God gives is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they asked him, give us this bread always. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. Those who come to me will never be hungry. Those who believe in me will never be thirsty. Now I told you that you have seen me, but will not believe. Everyone who my Father gives me will come to me. I will never turn away anyone who comes to me, because I have come down from heaven to do not my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And it is the will of him who sent me that I should not lose any of those whom he has given me, but that I should raise them all to life on the last day. For what my Father wants is that all who see the Son and believe in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise them to life on the last day. The people started grumbling about Him because He said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. So they said, This man is Jesus, son of Joseph, isn't He? We know His father and mother. How then does He now say He came down from heaven? Jesus answered, Stop grumbling amongst yourselves. People cannot come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and I will raise them to life on the last day. The prophets wrote, Everyone will be taught by God. Anyone who hears the Father and learns from Him comes to me. This does not mean that anyone has seen the Father. He who is from God is the only one who has seen the Father. I am telling you the truth. He who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, but they died. But the bread that comes down from heaven is such a kind that whoever eats it will not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If you eat this bread, you will live forever. The bread that I give you is my flesh, which I give so that the world may live. This started an angry argument among them. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. Jesus said to them, I am telling you the truth. If you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you will not have life in yourselves. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them to life on the last day. For my flesh is the real food, my blood is the real drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood live in me, and I live in them. The living Father sent me, and because of Him I live also. In the same way, whoever eats me will live because of me. This, then, is the bread that came down from heaven. It is not like the bread that your ancestors ate, but then later died. Those who eat this bread will live forever. Jesus said this as he taught in the synagogue in Capernaum. Many of his followers heard this and said, This teaching is too hard. Who can listen to it? Without being told, Jesus knew they were grumbling about this, so he said to them, Does this make you want to give up? Suppose then that you see the Son of Man go back to the place where he was before. What gives life is God's Spirit. Human power is of no use at all. The words I have spoken to you bring God's life-giving Spirit. Yet some of you do not believe. Jesus knew from the very beginning who were the ones who would not believe and which one would betray him. And he added, This is the very reason I told you that no people can come to me unless the Father makes it possible for them to do so. 
because of this, many of Jesus' followers turned back and would not go with him anymore. So he asked the twelve disciples, And you? Would you also like to leave? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life, and now we believe and know that you are the Holy One who has come from God. Jesus replied, I chose the twelve of you, didn't I? Yet one of you is a devil. He was talking about Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. For Judas, even though he was one of the twelve disciples, was going to betray him. We're going to have our second piece of music, just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for the day. Before we pray, just a reminder that if you would like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, our new voicemail service, although it's not so new anymore. All the details are in the show notes. If you go down to the show notes, click the link, they'll take you to wherever you need to go. Today we've been asked to pray for Arthur, and we're going to pray again for Rebecca and Ben. 
Let's pray, shall we? Father, we lift up Arthur to you. As he lies in hospital waiting for doctors to make decisions, Lord, we ask that you would bring about a healing and you would bring him home. Lord, the doctors decide whether to take him off the blood thinners to stop his bleeding, Lord. We ask that you would be with their, that you would be their wisdom, that you would be their guidance. Holy Spirit, come upon Arthur now. Stop the bleeding. Make him whole again, Lord Jesus. We also remember Ben and Rebecca, Lord. Ben in hospital in the Czech Republic and Rebecca back in the UK, wandering, desperately wanting to see her husband. Father, that you would be their peace and their comfort. Lord, we ask that your spirit would move and that Ben would be released from prison for charges that he does not deserve and that he is not guilty of. Lord, bring him home. As we think about your resurrection, Jesus, and your life-giving power, we ask that you would both you would flow through both these situations, both for Arthur and also for Ben and Rebecca. That you would move mountains. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And our prayer for today is to is the Easter prayer written by the Methodist Church in the UK. When everything was dark, and it seemed that the sun would not shine again, your love broke through. Your love was too strong, too wide, too deep for death to hold. The sparks cast by your love dance and spread and burst forth with resurrection life. Gracious God, we praise you for the light of new life made possible through Jesus. We praise you for the light of new life that shone on the first witnesses of resurrection. We praise you for the light of new life that continues to shine in our hearts today. And we pray that the Easter light of life, hope and joy will live in us each day and that we would be bearers of that light into the lives of others. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, if you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. Please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray. And so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way.